Hi, and welcome to Mousebirds, your family vacation planning experts. Mousebirds is brought to you by the Tomorrowland Travel Authority Vacations Travel Agency. TTA Vacations specializes in helping you plan your Disney, Universal, and Cruise Line vacations. To take advantage of our free planning services, contact us at ttavacations at gmail.com. Our show hosts are your agents, so contact us to have us help plan your... Hi, and welcome back to Mousebirds, your family vacation planning experts. I'm Ron, and I'm here today with Laurel and Rachel. Hey, guys. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. And today, we're going to talk about your dining options if you're staying at uh, the Epcot area or Crescent Lake Resorts, which are the beach and yacht clubs, the boardwalk, and the Swan and Dolphin, and I guess now Swan Reserve, which we'll probably just completely call the Swalfin, <laughs> uh, as a lot of people do. Um, there's a lot of dining options here. I think that's one of the main draws to staying over here. Not even to mention you have access to the Skyliner and two parks, but we're only going to talk about your options at those hotels. So let's start with uh, the Yacht and Beach Club, which are separate hotels, but really are one that just the paint scheme kind of changes halfway through it. <laughs> uh, they have separate lobbies and things like that, but the pools, the restaurants, they're all connected walking. So let's start with one we all really like. Uh, well, there's a few here we all really like, but let's start with the Ale and Compass. Yes. Uh, great Americana kind of food. Uh, they have a pseudo buffet for breakfast where you get it, you order an entree, and then there's like, like, not sure, like charcuterie and it's fruit like all, and yeah, it's pastries. Like all you can eat with pastries, and yeah, it's, it's kind of like semi charcuterie, like, it's like charcuterie and beyond, yeah, like just yeah. like a, a grandiose version of a charcuterie setup, like a mini buffet, but yeah, but, yeah. yeah. but it's uh, very solid, and it's 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 not just solid, but it's really good. Like it's all really good food for the quality and the price. And yeah, fairly moderately priced. Yeah. And the design and decor of the restaurant has a real contemporary nautical feel. Like it's beautiful. The colors are great. There's a lot of windows with different, you know, different like areas of different light. Um, and it's pretty easily accessible to the uh, main lobby area to the resort. And very accessible as far as reservations go. Mm -hmm. It's usually one of the ones you're pretty easy to get. And if you can't, you can get a lot of the entrees, not all the stuff, at the Elm Compass Lounge, which is a nice dark wood sitting area right next to it. Yeah, it has a, a lot of like navy blue, which is my favorite color. <laughs> well, isn't that's the uh, there's a bar right next to the restaurant. The Elm exactly. Compass Lounge, yeah. Yep. So we're going to list a lot of these. If the bar has a, re like if the bar or if the restaurant has a lounge next to it with the same name, I'm not going to usually cover. We're just going to say it does because a lot of the times they'll let you order from the main menu even if you don't want even if you're sitting at the bar and they have a bar menu um so some of these might have those if the bar has a different name or something or its own menu we'll talk about that but uh, i think we all have just very positive all three meals at ale and compass mm -hmm. are are good good options agreed hands, hands down probably my favorite waffles uh in all of disney world are at that restaurant which is a dark chocolate Darth Vader waffle. 
So they give you a set of three waffles. I have a Darth Vader print and it's a dark chocolate waffles. And then of course they smother it with more chocolate and whipped cream and strawberries. And it's, it's quite decadent and delicious. Uh, I've had the shrimp and grits both times I've been for breakfast and I've also been for dinner. And I think that everything's been really, really good. Uh, let's move outside overlooking the pool and another favorite for a lot of people that's a lot harder to get into now that they made a reservation. It used to be like one of the few sit down restaurants without them, but they've expanded it a little bit. And that's beaches and cream. Yay. Beaches and cream. Which, uh, diner food for the heavy focus on ice cream. Yep. So this is where you want to go. It's basically going to be burgers, sandwiches, patty melt is the famous. Yes, that's true. And they also have a, a grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup combo, which is well known. And this is where they are the home of the kitchen sink challenge. Um, it is definitely a, a treat to go here. It is, un, in my opinion, even though, you know, you look at the menu and you're like, oh, it's like a standard diner. It, it feels elevated. It is definitely an experience if you like diners, for sure. But it's really about the Sundays, as uh, Laurel said. The kitchen sink is like supposed to serve like four people and that's still a lot of <laughs> yeah. food for that. Uh, never done that. We've done the No Way Jose, right, so which did is you, did the you two do, person version. You did a No Way Jose as well, right? Yes, I did. I barely was able to eat half, like barely <laughs> half of it because the Sundays are humongous. Yes. Like honestly, even the Sundays are shareable between two people. Um, what I think is so great about Beaches and Cream is not just the theming. I mean, a lot of Disney people really love a good kitschy theme. So, so of course, people are really into that restaurant for that. But it's also the fact that even if you don't have a reservation, you could still go to the walk-up window and order one of their sundaes or an ice cream uh, yeah. or a steak and take it and take it to go. Agreed. And if you're staying at the resort and you're going poolside for the day, like like Rachel said, this is a great option to go and walk over and get yourself a shake or a Sunday and then head back over to the pool. Yeah. Uh, another, I think we recommend all around for that one. Yep. Now here's one I don't think I've eaten at in years if I've ever actually eaten here. It's hard to remember. Uh, is the Cape May Cafe. Uh, it's a character breakfast. The characters in their kind of beachy attire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's like more of a, it's a buffet with a seafood focus for dinner. Um, there's but no a few, characters. No characters. It's a few, not everything's included in the buffet, like the crab legs. I think there might be like some te- lobster some or something that are now add-ons. They used to be included, but uh, such as the way things are at Disney now, everything's an add-on. Um, but it gets generally positive reviews if the seafood is depends on where you're from i think is if you're gonna like it i think i agree i think if you're from a location that has a heavy local focus on seafood your opinions of seafood anywhere else may vary um but either way um it definitely seems to get pretty good reviews overall we just don't necessarily have our own personal experience we've been dabbling on potentially going to this restaurant in our next trip but unfortunately i just don't think it's gonna happen (laughs) with the timing we actually yeah, had a reservation and we canceled it for your spa day. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I mean, and that's one of the nice things about that restaurant is it's generally pretty, it's not as complicated of a place to get a reservation, especially if you're looking to do a character meal. Um, especially like when you compare it to other character meals, I, I, I have no idea if I would say that the quality is any better or worse 
What I can say is that the location of this character meal is it, it's if you're staying in those res, in the resort areas there, it's absolutely convenient. But if you're not over there, then I can see why it's less appealing and why people might try to do other character meals that might be closer to them. I will say that generally speaking, character breakfast meals are all generally similar in quality because most of them are basically your, your buffets, but they some of them have like a little bit maybe different items on the buffet. The only real character meal that you would we could probably say is a caliber above the rest is probably what Topolino's. Yeah. So it's a plated meal, it's a little bit higher quality. And it's but a the, restaurant at night. Yeah. Yeah. The the main reason why I have been wanting to go to Cape May is not only because I just really love the resorts over there in Crescent Lake, but also because like hello, our friends are gonna be wearing their beach attire. Yeah, like, I, say, like, I can't believe that you allowed us to cancel this. Rachel's obsessed with Mickey Minnie and the beach. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it is a fab five kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe we'll have to find a way. We'll find a time. But it is <laughs> definitely probably the easiest character meal outside of the parks to get. Agreed. Yes. You don't have as many as it used to, but this is definitely e easier than Topolino's or Chef Mickey's to get. Uh, yes. So that that's one, you know, uh, I'm not going to give a personal recommendation just because I can't. Well, the next one on the list is the Yachtsman Steakhouse. Uh, we've eaten there, and it is just a steakhouse. They do, but they, you know, fresh cuts, high-end steaks. Uh, I think everything there was decent. Um, yeah, we, we had a great time at this restaurant, and I will say it's beautiful, and they have um, really large windows where you can look out and see the resort. Um, it, there's, like, a lot of great ambiance. It's very well lit, It, but, you know, like, nicely lit, I should say, like, for dates, you know. And um, it has, like, a very soft, warm uh, interior. Uh, the only thing for like the only real thing I can say is that that week that Ron and I had gone, we had eaten at I mean so many amazing Disney restaurants that it was a challenge for us to sort of uh what's the, what how the best way to explain it is is I guess it was a challenge for us to like rate this restaurant against all of the other really great restaurants because they're all really great. Like how do yeah. you like how do you rate it? You know. Um, but it's a steak. It I I'm gonna just say it's a steakhouse on a level with most of your chain fancy steakhouse like a yes. Ruth's Chris or a Morton's. One thing to think about though is this particular steakhouse does offer sauces with their steaks. And That's a particular thing. So they don't care come about. on the side like I I asked for a sauce and my ribeye was smothering in it, yeah. which is not something I wanted. Um, I wasn't going to make them take it back. It right. was I mean, fine. You, you trust the chef. At but the I prefer my steaks just a little seasoned and maybe a little sauce if they're dry. Yeah. So that was one thing for me. But I also was going to say it's probably not even the best steakhouse in this area. Yeah. Although I will say um, it was probably one of the best appetizers we had in that, that Yes. I don't know if they still have it, but it was a uh, like Kung Pao soft shell crab or something like yes, that? Yes, it was a soft shell. Or General Zoe's, some, yeah. some sort of spicy yeah. Asian soft shell crab. It was a fried soft shell crab and it was served with like a like a Thai chili kind of sauce and it was amazing. Like one of, I, 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 if they don't offer it anymore, man. Oh. That's what I remember most from that meal though. Um, <laughs> Very uh, good. Attached to that is the Cruise Cup Lounge. You, uh, that's a lot of people's favorite bars. The other kind of lounge at the resorts is the Martha's Vineyard, 
both of these are just your kind of nicer hotel bars. Uh, I know a lot of people like them. I know a lot of even locals like to kind of go and hang out here when they can get parking over at these resorts, which they're often not, but they're both recommended. So those are those two. Um, the pool bar is Hurricane Hannah's. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, all the Disney pool bars are going to be fairly standard. They're going to have uh, some butt burger type and like chicken finger type meals. Mm -hmm. And they have a lot of frozen drinks and uh, a lot of the standard uh, drink, like the standard pool bar menu that Disney resorts have. Uh, my only complaint about the this particular poolside bar is actually technically it's location. Um, you have to exit the yeah, pool. Yeah, yeah. You have to exit the pool. Which is the most secure pool in Disney World already because it's right next to Stormalong Bay. Exactly. But it's also easy to access if you're walking along the boardwalk area on that side of the lake and just want a good place to drink. Right. But it, for us, it wasn't necessarily the most inconvenient. Um, you know, the last time we were there, our daughter was going up and down the big slide at Stormalong Bay. So we would just like walk out to that area, take her to the slide, go to the bar and grab a drink and go back through. And they'll still you give know. you the plastic cups and stuff so you can bring your drinks inside. You don't have to worry about that. But a lot of the other pool bars are inside the gated pool area. Exactly. And this one just so it just has a slightly inconvenient factor. But, it's um, a, but, you know, it's a good bar. I, I, I'll, if I'm walking along there, sometimes I'll still just stop there and get a Category yeah, that's 5. That's a really good point. So that's pro I think that has more to do with why it's technically outside the pool is because it's literally right on the boardwalk, you know, walking path. And if you're staying at any of those resorts, you can easily do a nice walk on the walk path and then go, you know, grab a drink at that bar. Um, and the two quick service are the marketplace at Allen Compass over on the Yacht Club side and the Beach Club marketplace on the Beach Club side. Uh, these are small, quick service, a lot of grab and go. Mm -hmm. But like, they have a lot of different options. Sandwiches, bowl, like bowls, stuff like that. Yeah. You're not going to get anything to blow your mind here. Uh, but if you're looking for a quick meal or something grab and go particularly, you're, it's mostly sandwiches at these places. Yeah, we've got we've gotten things at both of these over the years and everything's perfectly reasonable uh they're usually attached to the shops they're not huge there's a little bit of seating nearby but this is more of you kind of want to yeah. get something and go or go back to your room that's there, what these there, ones are designed for. yeah there's also usually like a, a coffee station or a coffee um and your like, refillable you know, mug station yeah. is here uh so let's walk across the lake over to the boardwalk uh there's a lot more restaurants at the boardwalk because it's got the boardwalk like entertainment area. Cause the first is the big river grill and brewing works. It's a brew pub sports bar uh, that brews its own beer. Yep. It's uh, I'm sure you have a place like this locally, but you know, if you want something different than what the beer menus are elsewhere and what, or a place to sit and watch a game, this is where to go in this area. Uh, I don't think I've ever, because yeah, I bet you the beer is pretty good though if they're brewing it themselves. I've had a beer there and that's it. I've never actually eaten there. I mean, I've heard mixed reviews over the years. I think that they've been like working on the menu and trying to do things over the years with the menu. I've never heard anything negative about the um the beers and the accessibility of the different options of the beer. I just can't remember having heard good things about the food. 
it's probably just standard and kind of you know basic yeah when they used to have the espn club here it felt redundant yeah that's but now that they don't uh i mean this was probably always the better choice food and beer wise uh but it took over more that sports bar role yeah so that's what you're going to get here um sounds like they need to get a gimmick in order to bring in some some more customers their gimmick is their own beer so uh which used to be a bigger thing in Florida when I lived there you didn't have a big like that's true Heineken and Beck's where you're but everywhere's the yeah craft, craft beer craft beer is the thing now, you know uh also at the boardwalk is the flying fish which is their signature seafood restaurant yes it's a beautiful restaurant they, they redid it about six five six years ago now. yes um the the staff could probably like tell you everything there is to know about the interior decorating they had um, special artists come in and do different designs in different areas it's also um like an open kitchen so you can see the chefs and um it's from certain areas of the restaurant from certain seating you can see them working on the meals in the in the kitchen. It's actually kind of fun. I think where we were sitting, we were literally like right next to where the, where they were doing all the cooking. Um, Food was excellent. Yeah, I it's can't excellent. remember what I had. It's been a long time, but uh, it was a three course meal because we had that that level of dining plan that no longer exists anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and um, I remember that um, they have several different kinds of offerings. So like things that range from like pasta all the way to like a steak. And I think we split one seafood dish and one pork loin. If I, I think that's what we did. But I don't remember the appetizers. I, there was a clam chowder. That's probably what I got. That's what I've yeah. always gotten. Or oysters or something. But it, the food's good. And it's attached to the Abracadabar. Yes. Which is a great themed bar one of my favorite uh right on the boardwalk very small not a lot of seating but it's got a cool atmosphere and it's with lots of great easter eggs and it's designed to be like a turn of the century like uh like think of the magic castle in la concept like the bar there that's what it is uh and on the other side of that is trattoria al forno which i've never actually eaten here we'd eaten at the previous uh, Kat Cora's Cuisine a few times. Yes, we we really enjoyed Kat Cora's when that existed. But but now it, it's kind of been turned into like, you know, standard family Italian. Which I think is a step up from like the in-park Italian from my understanding. Mm-hmm. And they do a breakfast, which used to be a character breakfast with princesses. But that hasn't, that hasn't returned, returned since then. We're still yeah. hoping it will someday because... It was Ariel and Eric and Rapunzel, Rapunzel and, and Flynn. Oh, well, we want to call him Flynn. Fine. Eugene Flynn. Flynn Eugene. Uh, and it's not, and that's one of the ones that's a uh, a la carte breakfast as opposed to any kind of buffet or anything like that. So that was a difference with it being a character breakfast, but that's also a difference if you want to, you know, a slightly more substantial, but not just like a buffet that they have some more unique offerings because of that. Uh You've got the a few quick service options like the Boardwalk Deli, the Boardwalk Ice Cream, Boardwalk Jose's Marvelous Margaritas, uh, the uh, Carousel Coffee, uh, and the Pizza Window and uh, are all quick service scattered throughout the area. Uh, you've got the Bellevue Lounge, which is absolutely one of my favorite lounges on property. Uh, just a place to get a drink. Mm-hmm. Got some great comfortable seating. 
Uh, we usually actually, very friendly people at the bar. They're like, yeah. During the day, that area is available for seating and lounging, which is nice. Uh, like the last time we were there, we were there in the afternoon, and we had Andy napping in her stroller, which was kind of and like, I just nice little getaway. I think they have spot. a few board games around there. Scott, yes. Sometimes so it's a great place for that, and then you have uh leaping horse libations which is the pool bar as again that's a standard pool bar there uh, rachel have you eaten at a lot of these or any of these um i actually have not eaten at most of them because i i rarely get a chance to go over to the boardwalk um i, I don't know why but i i've really only been to the boardwalk area maybe twice and i think that is literally basically to if to eat at ale and compass and beaches and cream um, so I was going to say though, the one place that has been on my list though, for quite a while that I eventually do want to go eat at is flying fish. Uh, I have kind of heard that it is probably one of the top restaurants in all of Disney property based on quality and experience. Mm -hmm. I, I think when it came back from its refurbishment, really upped its game. Mm -hmm. um, yes been a few years now uh so i can't speak to that but you we haven't really done any of the signature level restaurants since we had our kid so there's that but uh yeah that that in the abracadabra bar i have not been to that yet either um to be honest i think the last time i went to the boardwalk we had like fully intended on basically like hopping around the different bars over there and I don't know why we didn't, but I think we must have gotten tired. I do remember wandering about and and and, be, <laughs> and getting exhausted because it's Florida and it's hot. So uh, for some reason, we just didn't make it in the last couple of times we were there. But maybe one day. So there's also two more kind of like club bar bars in the area. Jelly Rolls and Atlantic Dance Hall. Uh, Jelly Rolls, Dueling Piano Bar and Atlantic Dance Hall. It's a kind of a mild dance club it's not going to be like wild or anything like that but those are over there as well and then coming soon is the cake bake shop which is going to have a sit down and like a bakery takeaway uh don't know much other than it's going to be a bakery focused place but yeah, so that's supposed to have opened this year but it'll be opening next year now I was kind of hoping that the cake boss was going to like bring one of his locations there just because the boardwalk kind of feels like Jersey Shore-ish. And so it kind of felt like maybe that would be like a good opportunity for them. But I don't know who these, who this like cake bake shop people are. So we'll have to see. I know there's a lot of people excited for it. So, uh, so let's go over to the Swan Dolphin area and start with the Swan itself. Uh, Garden Grove it used to be a character meal. Don't think it is since it came back. I'd uh, never eaten there. I think it's kind of more American fare. Uh, Il Molina, which most people say is the best Italian on property because it's not Disney opera. None of these are Disney operated at these resorts, by the way. Um, I've never eaten at Il Molino. I don't, I come from a family that runs Italian restaurants, so I don't go out to them too much because. I could probably cook most of what they do, so it's not special to me. Um, Kimono's is the sushi and karaoke bar, yeah. which I do love totally, over there. And it's totally good, decent sushi on prop, probably the best sushi on property. Oh, except maybe California Grill, which is going to be, if you can get up there and it's more expensive. 
Well, in any case, kimonos, obviously, like Ron said, what that part of the thrill is not just the sushi, but it's obviously the karaoke. And it is super fun if you're there in the evenings to watch uh, the Disney fans and the karaoke. <laughs> uh, then there's a splash pool bar and grill. As again, pool bar with food. Uh, Chill is their quick service and Java is their coffee shop in the lobby. Nothing to write home about with any of those. I think going over to the Dolphin, you get some better restaurants in general. Uh, the Fountain is kind of summer, something similar to Beaches and Cream. You know, your ice cream shop, dinery kind of thing. Uh, never eaten at Rosa Me Mexicano, but I think the name kind of says what they've got there. Shula's is probably the best steakhouse. It is a part of a chain, but it's probably the best steakhouse in Crescent. Probably the best steakhouse in the Crescent Lake area. Um, but once again, it's still your kind of standard uh, that's going to be very heavily dolphins and football decorated because it's right. Shula's. Right. Uh, now, Todd English's Blue Zoo is one... We've never eaten at the restaurant, but we've had appetizers and drinks at the bar, I think, a couple times now. Yes, it's a beautiful restaurant. Um, obviously, there's a lot of blue, but um, it's a, it's kind of like a, like a contemporarily designed, uh, like with a lot of different blue and silver colors everywhere. Um, it, it is a beautiful, gorgeous restaurant, and I think the menu is very... Uh, like has a wide variety of different options. They also have a really excellent bar with lots of really interesting drinks. Like this is not a Disney bar. You know, when you go to a Disney bar, like clearly there are the Disney standards and then maybe like that bar might have a couple of extras of a few specials. This is very different. They have a ton of different things. It's a mixologist bar. Yeah, like uh, things that you've probably never seen at any of the other Disney bars for sure. And it's a higher end restaurant as well. But it, I think it's not just see. It's got a good amount of seafood entrees, but they have a lot more than that to offer on top of it. Yeah. Um. Once again, recommend that one. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh, Peekaboo. Peekaboo. Peekaboo <laughs> used to be one of my favorite places, just because it was one of the only places that was open twenty four hours on Disney property. Uh, it was kind of a buffeteria thing where you would you know go up and order it's kind of a takeout buff buffet play like you would order uh with a tray and there's some to-go items and you go but its main draw was it was open all night and like if you wanted loaded nachos at three in the morning because you just finished up over at the boardwalk this was the place to go so uh peekaboo is only open till midnight nowadays that's an unfortunate thing. Um, Rachel, have you ever been to the Dolphin or the Swan in recent years? No. You did uh, although it's been on my, again, been on my list. There's just too many things to do in Disney World and just haven't yeah. made it over there. Uh, honestly, uh, I, I eventually want to stay at one of the resorts over in the Crescent Lake mm -hmm. so that I have the excuse to not have to go to too many parks and then just spend a bunch of days there at those resorts. That's actually what we did. So we stayed at the Yacht and Beach Club when uh, we did 
that where we, what we basically we did was we explored two days off to stay at the yacht and yep, beach we, and we basically explored everything within walking distance and i think we, we only went into the parks just to see phantasmic and yeah that was it because we had annual passes so we just went did that and came back and started drinking around the boardwalk and didn't make it all the way around yeah um i mean you know if you if you want to drink around the boardwalk which is a super fun <laughs> thing to do in the evenings um you can go between the between the boardwalk and all the way out to Swan and Dolphin, we did that where we basically did like appetizer drink, appetizer drink, and then kind of made our way out that way. It's about a mile around. It's about the same thing as going around like the World Showcase to go around the whole thing. I just did a Surrey bike race there earlier this year. I don't recommend that, but I do recommend spending an evening wandering the area. For sure, a couple of evenings. You couldn't see all of the different bars and different like food offerings even in one evening. You'd have to do at least a couple if you did all of Crescent Lake yeah. and all of and then all of like, you know, Swan and Dolphin. And then you have Buell and Finns and the Cabana Bar and Beach Club, which is their pool bar. So those are quick service options. I actually think Fuel uh, was something they redid decent. Uh, recently and looked like a good like lobby quick service i haven't been there since that one reopened yeah they made but it looked changes. really cool like it's coffee bar and all that all mixed together it looked really good um now i have not been over to the swan reserve at all since it opened this opened in the parking lot for the tennis center over there which is also the parking lot for the mini golf um the fantasia gardens so this is not right there, but it's all walkable. Um, just not uh, when it's night. Sometimes the walking path isn't that clear. I'll say that if you're coming from over there. But I'm sure it is now that the resort's there. So this is all going to get edited out. Um, but there's uh, Tangerine and Amare are their table service. Uh, really don't know much about either uh i don't think uh any of us have eaten there i don't know of any of my friends personally who have gone to these um so can't really speak to them i think amari is a fancier one and tangerine is uh more of like the loungy kind of place and they also have uh stir and grounds which are their coffee shop and quick service so that's your Crescent Lake area restaurants. As you said, we really recommend spending an evening, go around, get some appetizers at a few different bars, go around to a progressive meal. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Like an entree one place. Like You could start drink and then entree. And then and end then, up with peaches and cream for yeah, dessert. Yeah, there you go. So. Um, most of these places are kid-friendly. Maybe, you know, they're not going to kick in. I don't think any of these bars are going to kick kids out. Like some uh, some bars are uh, eighteen and up or twenty one and up after a certain hour, but it's very few on property. Um, I don't know about the Swan and Dolphin, um, their lounges yeah, and yeah, stuff. They may that, have some different rules, but these are a lot of options here, and some of them change so quick we don't even get a chance to go through all of them by the time the cycle goes through. That is true uh so that's it uh that's it for this episode of mouse birds uh brought to you by tomorrowland travel authority vacations our travel agent sponsor uh 
If you need some help planning your dream vacation, contact ttavacations at gmail.com. Uh, one of the three of us will be your agent. And on behalf of our sponsor and my two co-hosts, Laurel and Rachel, thank you guys and have a good night. Have a good night. See you real soon. Thank you.